Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. again ladies and gentlemen to join us for the world championship radio podcast and of course i am joined again with my good friend justin what's going on my wrestling buddies and michael yo <laughs> yes we are here and it's that time again for your favorite show this uh this is gonna be an interesting show i'm uh, i'm not gonna lie uh we're uh, we're gonna do this uh a little throwback show i would like to call it you guys call it would you say it's a uh a throwback to the classics uh, a review of a paper of something that happened many moons ago i was trying to put a better <laughs> spin on it but yeah that's uh basically what it is yeah. we are going to review a a pay-per-view but not just any pay-per-view ladies and gentlemen we are talking about 1990 survivor series you're yeah. welcome yes <laughs> and uh just to give a little bit of background on the show if the people that don't know uh, or need a little bit of a refresher because I honestly did myself. But uh, this uh, did take place on Thanksgiving Day on November 22nd, 1990 in the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, yeah, this was a big deal because uh, we had uh, not one but two, uh, how do I say, star debuts, if you really want to call one of them a star. Uh, <laughs> debuts. Uh, uh, debut. <laughs> two, two debuts. Uh, we had uh, The Undertaker who uh, showed up with uh, Mr. Brother Love and uh, the Gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker. Hammer time. All right. Uh, yes, we had the Gobbledygooker show up, and uh, it was beautiful. But this is also being uh, recorded around the time of the Operation Desert Shield and the Persian Gulf War, just to put in perspective of how long ago this was. Uh, we had uh, the likes of the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. I mean, this was the bevy of everybody that, you know, you would run into in the time of the 90s of superstars. But, uh, all right, what do you guys feel about this show? I love it. Oh, it was a great, great fucking throwback to see. I mean, shit, Gorilla Monsoon, Roddy Piper doing commentary. Yeah, that's crazy. Roddy Piper just slowly trying to get out of his clothes. I mean, he had a beautiful haircut too. I want to say. Oh God, he was the, the pink shirt and the kilt. <laughs> no, it was the the pink shirt, the the white shirt over it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Both open wide as hell. Yeah, he always wears button down shirts. Very unusual. I, I I always wondered that. Like. Yeah, Rowdy Piper definitely was a weird cat. He never did the cuffs. Yeah, nope. you ever notice that? He never unbuttoned the cuffs. He always had a wide that. open. Yeah, Tell me about always. the third button in the middle of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I learned how to wear a shirt. Hey, you look sexy in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a good. Account. What else? What else? You know, what else did you enjoy about this? Oh God, I mean, the whole thing was just a throwback to my youth. I mean, this was 1990, right? So I was about 10 years old. Uh, so everybody on the card was over with me. I, mm-hmm. You know, all, all the all the baby faces. You know, they were super over. Right. <laughs> Who's your uh, favorite at the time, Mike? Favorite wrestler in there? Yeah, when you were uh, back in the nineties, when you were a young lad. I 
I pretty much I I like Legion of Doom. That was a good team, man. Hawk uh, and Animal. Of course, I like Tito. Tito, <laughs> man, Tito Santana was awesome, and yeah. he was a great luchador. Yeah, he was a great luchador. <laughs> Celebrated in his country. <laughs> if you believe the vignette, <laughs> right? Yeah, the vignette sold it well, right? But uh, yeah, I want to say uh, there was a little bit of controversy at the time, though. You guys remember when uh, Sergeant Slaughter uh, flew the, his uh, colors the other way? He was go- running with the Iraqi army at the time with General Anan. Was his name? I believe Adnan. Adnan. Okay, and he was cutting for some pretty. Serious promo. There was uh, Colonel Mustafa, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, the Triangle of Terror or something they were called. Oh, I did not know that. You're teaching me something new. But also a little known fact. I mean, some people might not realize that uh, Haku in uh, one of the teams he was in uh, was replacing Rick Rude because of a certain situation of uh, Rick Rude uh, insulting uh, Jack Tully's wife or... (laughs) Or I'm sorry, no, he wasn't insulting Jack Tully's wife. He was insulting Big Boss Man's mom. That's what was happening backstage. So that actually ended up in this evident departure of the WWE. I don't believe it. No? I don't believe it. Okay. I mean, I think personally at the time, I think it was his lack of push. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, he was was somebody that should have been programmed with the champion, you know. And Oh, Christ, uh, Warrior, wasn't Warrior was a champion at the time, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. Okay, so heavyweight champion. So why isn't he programmed into you know into something with uh, with Warrior? Oh, that's yeah, that's a good question. Because he didn't have a sweet stash. (laughs) That is true. Okay, so for you know all of those considering this is a podcast and you hear or you look with your ears, Michael, (laughs) our sweet Michael here is sporting the best <laughs> handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Hogan a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that is old school. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, well, but you know what the crazy part is? When, he, when you take off the hat, he morphs into Tyler Bate from the UK champion. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know how he does it. He's like a mighty morphing Power Ranger. <laughs> Power oh. Ranger? No. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Transformer, maybe. But, uh, hey, you guys uh, want to get to the card? You want to talk about the card? Oh, let's get to the card. All right, I got the full layout here. Um, we're going to go with the uh, – did you know – I didn't actually know this. I uh, When I was looking on Wikipedia and a couple other different sites, I found that there was a dark match before that actually went down. Yes. And it was uh, Shane Douglas versus Buddy Rose. Yes. Uh, man. Oh, I love Buddy Rose. Really? I do. I do. Wow. Okay. I, do. <laughs> I I didn't really know of him that much. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm I, I'm a good fan, but it was like, I don't know. Shane Douglas, how old are you? Like, <laughs> I mean, recently you just wrestled nearby us here in Detroit, right? And man, he's still going strong. But yeah, he uh, defeated Buddy Rose in that dark match. And uh, was it is he Dean? Not quite yet, Dean Douglas. Not quite. They still <laughs> let him be uh, just good old Shane. Shane, yeah, they, they let there be a, a Shane out there. <laughs> this was before he was the franchise, <laughs> right? Exactly. But and he, uh, and throwing belts in the trash. Yeah, he was a pretty polarizing character in wrestling. You know, if you really think about it, when he went to ECW, he became a complete asshole. 
He was throwing <laughs> belts and garbages like the NWA title. And God, I wish I. Why hasn't someone like put up a little meme or GIF, GIF, whatever? To you know, I am so out of fucking touch. But right. why, why doesn't someone put something up with him just throwing down the NWA title, um, just like fuck you, Billy Corgan? <laughs> <laughs> I should make that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got. Uh, let's get this started here. We're uh, moving on to the uh, actual event that happened, uh, Survivor Series. We had uh, a couple interesting teams. Uh, do you want to go through the teams first? Or you want to hit matches? We'll do what, what the two teams and then do the one match. Okay. It would probably make the most sense. All right. Well, our first match of the Survivor Series contest was uh, the Warriors, which was comprised of Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Legion of Doom, Hulk and Animal, and uh, the Texas Tornado, otherwise known as the Modern Day Warrior, Kerry Von Erich. And that was uh, versus the Mr. Perfect Team. Uh, the Perfect Team was the name, real original. <laughs> uh, Mr. Perfect uh, Demolition, which was comprised of Axe, Smash, and Crush. So that's your four-man crew right there. Loved Crush. Loved Crush and Demolition. I got his figure, but that's one of the ones that ended up outside of the box. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan of taking them out? For a, for a minute, I did. <laughs> did you caress them? No, I looked at them, and I put them back where they were supposed to be. Good man, good man. Here's my Kona crush. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's why you can't have toys. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's get started with this first match. Uh, the first uh, wrestler to be eliminated was... Uh, the uh, Axe, actually. Mr. Perfect's team uh, member Axe was eliminated by the Ultimate Warrior in a pinfall after the Warrior Splash. You know, boo. Yeah. I mean, the Ultimate Warrior, I mean, he was a pretty cool character back in the day when you were a kid. But when you go back and look at his wrestling style, it's reminiscent of Goldberg and Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And I mean, and he was one of my hey, little kids love Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, they do. They love the three moves. So back in the day, if, if we were those little kids, we would probably love Roman Reigns. Right. It, I, I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, shit. I, it's I've the already, Hogan effect, too. Right. I've already, I've stated. Hogan was our Cena. You know? Do, 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 yeah. do. You know <laughs> that, that was our Cena. And, and, and just like you would say, Roman Reigns, that, there's our ultimate warrior. Yep, pretty much. But then our second elimination, uh, it was kind of an unusual elimination. Uh Smash, Crush, and the LOD were both eliminated because of disqualification, uh, the, uh, disqualification for brawling inside the ring. Isn't that what you're supposed to be doing inside of a ring? Brawling? But it was like the whole crew, though, you know? Hey, this is not a tornado tag. <laughs> <laughs> there are rules. Yep, you got to have rules. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a big chunk of the team right there. I mean, that's four guys. I think they they managed to to pretty much do a good job with protecting uh, LOD and demolition. I mean, right. both of them go out. They don't, you know, they don't get one of those dumbass slams. You know, flop by the warrior, boom, there you go. Right? Because you know, warrior was like, I get all the pins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I pin everybody. I am the, ch the champ is here. <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Warrior back in the back like, Hey, Hogan, what do you think of this? The champ is here. 
Like, nah. No way, <laughs> no way brother. What, what do you think of, you can't see me? <laughs> no, but, uh, we'll get over <laughs> Let's get back here. Uh, our third elimination was uh, Texas Tornado. Uh, was eliminated by Mr. Perfect in the uh, pinfall by Perfect Plex. Perfect Plex. I got to say, Kerry Von Erich looked awesome. I had forgotten, and even with the network, I dare you to find many matches with Kerry Von Erich in it. Right. But just to see him working, he easily with one foot could replace Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easily. Easily. Kerry Von Erich for champ. That would have been been it. You know what was funny when I saw him? And it's been such a long time since I actually, you know, seen him perform. I was like, you know, the the old tale of, oh, Texas Tornado was the warrior. Was that? That never happened. No. No. I remember being a kid and I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. How could that be? I don't know who fucking told me that. (laughs) I want to meet that guy. It's goddamn Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Dave Meltzer. All I got to do is change my tights and put some tassels on, on my wrist, and I'm good. Well, you know what? It, it was At some points, it was a little hard to tell the difference between the two. They both had the boot tassels, yeah. the blonde hair, yeah. the same vis- physique. physique. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that respect. The Those ones guys. around the arms, too. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it was just, they were both very mirrored, you know, professionally. I would say they had de- decent quality. They're very strong. Be able to lift anybody they wanted, man. It is uh, perfect. Yeah, both have a reputation of being Looney Tunes outside the ring. Yeah, that too. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Mr. Perfect, uh, he was eliminated in the fourth fall by the Ultimate Warrior uh, after a Warrior Splash. And that, uh concluded that first match was 14 minutes and 20 seconds that is a fast match (laughs) (laughs) with eight people in it right yeah i was saying to mike i was like i'm looking at all these times for all the matches and damn they flew through them pretty quickly yes they did uh didn't no no i'm I'm sorry i was thinking about another pay-per-view i was gonna say i thought they ended early but no i think that was another pay-per-view i'm thinking of yeah but it's just like I don't know. It's, it's pretty tidy, man. They ran on pretty tight ship back in those days, doing real quick matches. Uh, how long? I mean, this pay per view was two and a half hours, right? From what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty close to two and a half. Right. It's just a lot of filler in there. If you don't, yeah, if you don't <laughs> skip the filler, yeah. <laughs> I skip. Bought a lot you of by Stridex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our second uh, Survivor Series match was the uh, Million Dollar Team. Headed by Ted DiBiase with uh, a secret, uh, how do I say it, secret member of the team. The, that, the mystery member. Yep, and Rhythm and Blues, which was the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine with dyed hair. <laughs> Great <Poor> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer did not like that. I know, right. Did anyone look like they did not want to be there more than Greg the Hammer Valentine? You know what? I've listened to a lot of uh, interviews and... He was not happy in that certain situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just never understood that. But, uh, yeah, they were fighting the team, otherwise known as the Dream Team, which was uh, captained by Dusty Rhodes uh, with Coco Beware and the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. 
And uh, later on, we uh, found out after the uh, guys came out and uh, Ted DiBiase with Virgil, of course, hit the ring and he said that he had a little surprise. You know, it was time to, you know, introduce the person that was going to be showing up as their special uh, teammate. Any guesses? (laughs) 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 I love how I'm asking that. I mean, it's an old-ass pay-per-view. Okay, so we we, we did tease two two debuts. Was it the gobbledygooker? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not the gooker. Oh, well, son of a bitch. (laughs) Boom. It was was your favorite guy. Boom. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to scare you again. Boom. We, time. Well, well, we had an agreement that we had an agreement that we wouldn't have Taker on here. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I, it's not funny. It's not funny. Is your it's nose kind of funny? You get scared <laughs> every time, man. You got to watch your back. You might show up. Is, is your nose gonna start sweating? <laughs> it was it was funny to see Taker walk down the ring, walk down to the ring, and to see people's reaction. And then I I happened to be sitting there with my wife, and mm-hmm. you know she not not a fan whatsoever. So I use her as a barometer of people's real emotions. Perfect barometer. <laughs> <laughs> so I skipped ahead to ninety one Survivor Series. And then you see Taker's reaction, or people's reaction to Taker as he comes out in 91. One year's time, you got kids crying. Oh, yeah, they were scared shitless. You got people looking concerned. Yeah. They, they really thought this man was going to go in there and kill somebody. <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid, I thought he was going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, who was his valet? Was it Paul Bear? <laughs> Brother Love. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yes, the, it was the fucking bright ass red face. <laughs> Very unique. I I thought that was unique. That you know, it was the guy who brought him to the ring. I I always thought Percy Pringle always ran with the Undertaker. When did he start working with him? It was about a year. I want to say it was either a year or pretty close to a year. It, okay. It was yeah. It was pretty close to a year because I mean, it, it, I listened to um. To uh, interviews with like uh, Pritchard and even Bruce Pritchard, he says he he lasted about a good six to seven months before he was like, okay, either I'm working in the office or I'm going to be running with the Undertaker. Right? How about we hire this guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a character that was created for Vin- by Vince solely just for that federation, and it's crazy that he never went anywhere. When you think about it, it's like Afterwards? very loyal. No, once he got there, he was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> I mean, he he ran he ran the locker room. You know, he was the he was the leader. He he was the head of the family. At next events, you know, right? It, if you couldn't he go was to the events of the locker room, right? It, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there's definitely many stories you can find. You know, anywhere nowadays, the internet is rampant with them. Of Undertaker being like a brother to everybody, or father, really. Yeah, it, and the enforcer, you know, the the story about him taping up his fist, you know, just to make sure that Shawn Michaels did the job, you know? Right. <laughs> like, he ain't going to drop the belt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure he drops the belt. <laughs> uh, well, all right, here we go. We had The Undertaker debuted, and uh, no surprise, uh, 
The Undertaker was the first person to eliminate Coco Beware from uh, the Dream Team with a uh, Tombstone Piledriver. Uh, you know, just opening up, first person he touches, opens up a can of whoop-ass and sends him packing. <laughs> That's when he had super pale face and a lot of makeup under his eyes. Oh, yeah. This was definitely the dramatic Undertaker. What, what was Roddy Piper's comment? Like, look, like he needs a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was like, really? Come on. Come on, Roddy. He did say a lot of crazy-ass shit, though, this pay-per-view. But uh, the second elimination was uh, the Honky Tonk Man uh, was eliminated by uh, Jim Neidhart with the uh, Power Slam. And, uh, well, I mean, it just moves on. It, it kind of bounces back and forth. You go, Jim Neidhart got eliminated, was eliminated by Ted DiBiase after that uh, with assistance from Virgil, of course, because, you know, Ted never rolled solo. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the fourth elimination, which I kind of, you know, was surprised, was uh, Dusty Rhodes, the captain of the Dream Team, was uh, eliminated by The Undertaker after a uh, double X handle off the top rope. Which, you want to know what you asked, you asked Mike, who was his favorite at the time? Yeah. Dusty. That was my, that was my guy. Really? For the time yeah. he was there, the polka dots, Sapphire. All that. This is actually, you know, what's funny is this is the pay-per-view after when Sapphire turned heel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, then you, after that, uh, The Undertaker pretty much eliminated himself. He Remember, he was chasing Dusty out of the ring? Right. Yeah, he wanted a piece of the dust, man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we had uh, number six elimination was uh, Greg Valentine was eliminated by Bret Hart with a figure four leg lock attempt, which was countered into a small package pin, which, you know, I don't care for those kind of moves. A roll up. (laughs) I've never been a fan of a roll up, but I do eat fruit roll ups. I was going to say, what about the fruit roll ups? You know, I got those. (laughs) But then the uh, final elimination was Bret the Hitman Hart. By Ted DiBiase, which was a reversed flying body press. A body press! <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of that was uh, Mr. Ted DiBiase. You know what? And it showed that, that Ted could work. I mean, he really could work. He didn't, you know, he didn't do much around that time. Right. I, I, I want to comment that all the people that survived, they go to the main event. If you're not aware of... Yeah, this is an interesting one. It was like the final survivor of each of these uh, matches went on later in the evening to do, uh, what, a three-on-three? No, it was... I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm killing it. I'm, going, I'm running ahead. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm. Just... <laughs> it wasn't mentioned, so I figured I'd try and mention it before we got too far in. No, no, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. All right, then our uh, se- our third match of the evening uh, of Survivor Series matches uh, was a team called the Visionaries with Rick Martel, Warlord, and uh, Power and Glory, which was uh, Hercules and Paul Roma with Slick, mind you. Slick, oh. <laughs> favorite manager of all time. And then you had the team called the Vipers, which was headed by Randy Orton. And uh, oh, 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 wait a minute, I'm sorry, I got to go back. Uh, Jake Roberts, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, and the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. And f- don't forget that the uh, what is it? Jake the Snake was the, was it blinded or? 
He had one eye out from getting sprayed by uh, Martel. Yeah. He was hit with arrogance in the arrogance. eye. I love that promo he cut in that uh, <laughs> on Survivor Series 2, the arrogance promo. He was just like, ooh, the ladies, and they all rubbing up on him. <laughs> I always like, I, I like Paul Roma. I, you know, obviously not at the time, but I, I always give that as testament to you were a good heel. If you're a good heel, and I, you know, as a kid. If I, I hated, hated you, you that bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If I hated you that bad, <laughs> you, you did your job so fucking well. Yeah, right. For sure. But uh, yeah, we go into this match here. Uh, get my notes together. Uh, all right, our first elimination uh, was uh, Mr. Marty Janetti by uh, the Warlord, uh, pinfall after a power slam, and. Uh, then uh, next was uh, Mr. Jimmy Snuka of the same team, the Vipers, uh, was eliminated by Rick Martel with can, an inside cradle. Can, can we mention, before you move on, of how jacked Snuka looked? Dude, he was huge Ooh. in that hair. <laughs> Just Ooh. jacked yeah. to the gills. Ooh. I wonder how much fucking... Diana Ball, him and Hercules shared because probably about the same as Ginger Mahal. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's your gender? Oh God, yeah. this was what one year before the the trial. Yes, it was. So I go pro, which I believe is buried under the uh, WWE headquarters, uh, Connecticut. I go poo. Yeah, I go poo. <laughs> that many careers are buried there. Uh, yeah, that is true. A lot of careers are buried there. Only Triple H has a shovel. Use <laughs> <laughs> <is> the barrier. <laughs> All right, moving on to our third elimination of this match was uh, Shawn Michaels of the Vipers was eliminated by Paul Roma. So it looked like everyone got a piece in here, you know, to knock some people out. So uh, we had him uh, win with a powerplex, which is a you know a variation of the superplex into a splash. And then our fourth elimination was Jake Roberts, who was uh, counted out. Why? Because he was chasing after Rick Martel. He's not a very good captain. So with that, you the visionaries won. Yeah, the, the, that was the first time ever a whole team has ever survived the match. Yeah, clean sweep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty wild, man. I was looking at this match, and I mean, it was pretty long. It was 17 minutes, 42 seconds. I'd probably say the longest one of the series. And uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's a lot of really good guys that got eliminated there. Would you have done that? Yeah, you got to think of the time and where they were in their careers at that particular time. Right. Yeah, I mean, because the Rockers were just coming in. and So, you know, they didn't need to get put over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you were lucky to be on this. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Lo and behold, all the talent went to one. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, I still to this day find that to be one of the one of the best promos was when you know Shawn Michaels super kicked Marty Jannetty through the barber glass. I don't know. Oh, That's one of my favorites. He was the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was the problem, and he solved it. <laughs> Ripping the magazine in half, man. And beefcake just look just sitting there. Just, That's what I was just thinking. Like, at any point in time, you would think in reality, you'd be like, "Whoa, what the fuck are you about to stop?" Right. It, like it just like if if I was beefcake, I would have been like, "Whoa, come on, 
Not through the glass window. This is my barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> no one tells me when to do the super kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. All right. We're going to keep going on here. Um, the, uh, what do you want to say? It was the fourth Survivor Series match of the evening. My personal favorite team, the Hulkamaniacs, uh, headed by Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, Big Boss Man, and Tugboat. Versus the Natural Disasters, which was captained by Earthquake, Haku, Dino Bravo, Bravo, and the Barbarian, which was with Jimmy Hart and Bobby Heenan were ringside for this match. How are you feeling about these guys? Were you were you guys really big into them? I mean, obviously, I Hogan icon, Hogan Duggan for sure. was an icon. Um, Haku, yeah, Haku. I, I was I was a big fan of Haku, even with the, the... Haku scared me. <laughs> <laughs> like I learned at a young age that he bit someone's nose off. So terrified. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good reason to be terrified. Hey, he was man enough to wear those weird ass bicycle shorts down to the ring. <laughs> you know, it's that weird ass hair. More and more, wear them down now. <laughs> protect your nuts. <laughs> I can imagine that. But, uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, the first elimination was none other than Haku by the Natural Disasters. Or, wait a minute, he was Team Natural Disaster by the Big Boss Man, which is a pinfall after the Big Boss Man slam. He did hard time. He did do hard time. <laughs> and our uh, second elimination, which was uh, Jim Duggan of the Hulkamaniacs. But uh, guess what? He was disqualified for hitting Earthquake and the ref with a two-by-four. <laughs> oh! Um, what would be the point of... If it's to get a disqualification, just hit fucking Earthquake. Why did he have to level the ref? <laughs> yeah, that's what I... He swung at the ref, and I, I watched this at, you know, at home, and I'm like... My brain now, I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I ever saw. It was just like a shit show. Like a lot of these matches were shit shows. Yeah, there were there there was some points in every match that you were just like really. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I, yeah, I, I, it's part of my language, but but I, re I I remember being a kid and watching this specific show, and it was it, it was awesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a uh, disqualified for that, and then we move on to the third elimination which was uh, Dino Bravo, and uh, he was eliminated by Hulk Hogan after the small package. Small package. No knock on Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> i seen the Gawker video, so. Oh, have you? Brother. Damn. You really like finding all that stuff, don't you? Small package. <laughs> small package indeed. Thermos. <laughs> wow. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to talk about packages anymore <laughs> hopefully um, all right our fourth elimination of this match was big boss man by earthquake after a big elbow drop Boo. Yeah, we're talking big he did hard time i want to say that earthquake was probably the biggest i've ever seen him at that time but still moved so fast yeah it was crazy how fast <laughs> those big dudes moved yes a lot of a lot of the big dudes, all of them could move. Like it, you know, it was like there was there was no time where it was like you know, like now where Strowman is like, oh, is an anomaly. He can do a kip up and all that other good shit. Right. It was like back in that time, 
fucking big guys were doing moonsaults when nobody was going up at all. Little guys weren't doing that. And you got Vader and you got Bam Bam. All the big guys could move. Right. I mean, that was the one thing I kind of took away from this since it's been such a long time for me watching old wrestling like that was these guys were massive body build, builder type bodies, but they moved like, I mean, friggin' sprinters. Oh, God. Boss man. Boss Man was probably the fastest in there, and he was one of the bigger guys. You know know what? He was so quick. You know, I I think on the top rope, if you notice the uh, the big guys that do all that, they're not like jacked. They're proportioned right. Right. Yeah, it, it was that time where all the guys look like they look like guys that were on your street. You know, the older guys, your uncle and his buddies, the ones that you know would beat your ass if you stepped out of line. Right. <laughs> they look like they could whoop somebody's ass. Yeah. Well, Dino Bravo, I mean, his build was huge, too. I mean, you could tell that guy was a bodybuilder. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Right. <laughs> then uh, we do the fifth elimination, which is unusual. This one was a double countout. Uh, Tugboat and Earthquake were outside the ring fighting, of course, because... Was this before they were the natural disasters or yeah, after? Yes, okay. before. Before. How the hell did they get to get back together? Or how did they get to together? They just realized they're like, wow, I we're think too one big of, ass I, th- I think one of them got hurt, or they most both mostly gotten hurt, and they were gonna. I guess they might have just been like, hey, we're gonna put you together. This is what you're, you're gonna change your name, and you're gonna be this and right. Monsoon was I, it? Yeah, an I, earthquake. I think if I, you know, and. Someone tweeting, you know. Typhoon. Typhoon, thank <laughs> yes, you. Yes, yes. You know, someone tweet us or, you know, and correct me, but I think the storyline was Tugboat got kayfabe injured. He goes out, but he made his fame by, you know, he when Hogan was out, you know, he was like, hey, everybody send letters and pray for Hulk. And while he was out, Hulk was, you know, winning titles and, you know, and all that. So when he came back, he's like, well, fuck you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know he did a swerve on him. You know, it's like, you, I did all this for you, and I was out, and where the hell were you? I was about to be the shock master. Right. <laughs> God. Uh, I'll never forget watching, the, you know, videos on the shock master when uh, Ric Flair's reaction was priceless after he fell. He's like, oh, God. You could just tell in his voice that it was like, oh, God, this is over. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we can't forget our sixth elimination, which was uh, the Barbarian was eliminated by a Hulk Hogan, brother, and uh, with a leg drop, took him out. So that was the end of the fourth uh, Survivor Series match here. Four. Which led us into the fifth match. This one was my favorite. This was your favorite? Really? This Why was, was that? The fact that your boy got beat. Who? And got eliminated. Who's my boy? Goblin Cooker. <laughs> People don't know. It was a slaughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. Just for the record. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this uh, fifth match was the Alliance, uh, headed by Nikolai Volkov. Tito Santana and the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. And uh, this was versus the Mercenaries, which is a hardcore team of Sergeant Slaughter, Boris Zukov, and the Orient Express, Saito and Tanaka. And this, they all had their face painted 
with camouflage. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. This well, okay. Number one, whoever who was on the budget for makeup for that night, holy shit! But <laughs> I hated this match. Absa absolutely hated this match. It it served no purpose to put anybody over. It was horrible. <laughs> Everyone looked horrible in this match. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy this match too much. But, uh, yeah, the first elimination was uh, Boris Zukov. was eliminated by Tito Santana after a flying forearm, which he was known for. And then uh, second match uh, elimination was Saito by Butch of the Bushwhackers with a battering ram. And our... Third fall, Tanaka was taken out by Tito Santana after another flying forearm. It's kind of a <laughs> pattern here, isn't it? <laughs> it's a pattern of a garbage match. <laughs> yeah, it was a garbage pattern match. But <laughs> then our uh, thanks. Yeah, sorry, he's really shitting all over your match. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> all right. the uh, fourth elimination was Nikolai Volkov of the Alliance by Sergeant Slaughter after a big elbow drop. And uh, fifth elimination was Luke. Another elimination by Sergeant Slaughter with the gut buster. And moved on to take out Butch with a clothesline. But here goes Slaughter getting disqualified after (laughs) a non-hit Santana with the Iraqi flag. Yep. What the hell? Slaughter. Arriba! (laughs) I bet... Slaughter looks so bad in this match. And oh. he looked pissed at the end. I mean, I would have been pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was, I mean, this was right after, what, the uh, the G.I. Joe deal. Right. And he was on toys. Number one, he didn't have the same body he had on G.I. Joe. My G.I. <laughs> Joe did not look like that goddamn Slaughter. Yeah, I had that one too. And yeah, and mine had hair. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mine, he had hair. He was thin. He was jacked. But besides that, it was just, he looked so bad. He looked like my grandpa trying to fight. You know, (laughs) like I wanted someone to just stop the match and like, I'm sorry, my grandpa. Walked in here. He put some makeup on his face. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did look pretty bad. Not going to lie. It was just kind of, yeah, that match was just kind of really a shit show, in my opinion. But uh, the winner of that match was Tito Santana, though. What? Fuck both your couches. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it was shit. The couches get fucked. But anyways, moving on. uh, Tito Santana won that. And uh, moved on. El Matador. Yeah. Arriba. <laughs> to the uh, final uh, match, which uh, Mike was hinting to, of course, a uh, was a mishmash of uh, the winners. Yeah, it was the heels against the baby faces. <laughs> yep. The heels actually versus one whole team, <laughs> if you really think about it. Okay. So Plus Ted DiBiase. <laughs> so, now, here's where I had a problem. If... At 10 years old, if we didn't steal pay-per-views, I would want my money back. Yeah, at this point, I would have turned it off. It was false advertising (laughs) because how in the hell are we going to have one survive? I was promised one survive. Yeah, that's what I thought. Two two survived. Wow, way to blow the uh, final match. Thank you. (laughs) 
All right, moving on here. The uh, final group of uh, wrestlers in this match was uh, none other than uh, we had Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Tito Santana versus Ted DiBiase, Rick Martel, Warlord, and Power and Glory, which, ladies and gentlemen, for a reminder, was Hercules and Paul Roma. Uh, you know what? That was a great team. That they, yeah. they, they are no one speaks enough about power and glory. Yeah, I would say they're probably one of the most overlooked tag teams. They are. They were a great tag team. Overall, they were they've been forgotten even before that. Would you say anybody today modern would compare to them? Hmm. You know what? And you know, it's kind of funny that you said that cuz I looked at um I saw a match on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um and I saw these guys and the fir- my first impression was they look like a new version of Power and Glory. Um, I can't think of these guys' names. I hope you're not talking about heavy machinery. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Those no. guys are so annoying. No. Um, the strap singlets. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, oh, I cannot think of their names. The one guy, he, I think he used to be a football player in Florida. Oh, you're talking about uh, Tino Sabatelli and uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck. God damn it. Steel Trap. Man, but I wish you, I could remember him. But he is uh, he had long hair, brown yes, hair. Yes, yes, yep. yes. I know what you're talking about somewhat. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> so, sorry to those guys that we don't know you yet, but <laughs> yeah, you, you did make an impression, uh, right? <laughs> man, I know. I, I keep thinking of his name. Oh man, it's it, gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to look it up. Keep talking. <laughs> and it is. It, it, my whole thing is I forgot their names just because, like I said, I looked at them and I went, you know what, with with their charisma, not so much the guy with the long hair, but both of them do have charisma. They both have bodies. They they both can actually work, and it just reminded me of a new power and glory. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? It's very rare when you find a team that's cohesive, you know what I mean, together, and they work well, especially at that level. Right. I mean, NXT, they're just growing up here. <laughs> And, and you know what? I kind of like that they don't really have a gimmick. You know, they're not their their gimmick is they're they're these dirty heels and they think they're better than everybody else. Moss, uh, Riddick Moss, Riddick Moss. That is why we couldn't remember his name <laughs> because it's not that rememberable. <laughs> but he is a great wrestler. God, I hope we never run into that guy. <laughs> You know, we're, it's going to be one of those days. We're just going to walk through and finally go, you know what, guys? Let's go to a convention. And we're going to walk in there, and someone's just going to go, those are those motherfuckers. <laughs> and there's that Rob guy, piece of shit talking. Oh, I'm going to whoop his ass. Oh, Notice man. how I don't say anything. I was going to say, it is It is kind of, you know, a plus that when I play our podcast with people, and they're, they're like, oh, that, that guy Rob. Yeah, I love him. Love him. Yeah. He's the shit talker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will take that. You know, I will take that. Believe me. All right, so let's get back to our sixth sixth and final match of the evening here on the card. Uh, First elimination was Warlord, no surprise there, by Tito Santana after a uh, pinball from the flying forearm. Obviously there. (laughs) But uh, our second elimination, Tito Santana with uh, Ted DiBiase taking him out with the hot shot. Hot shot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tech. Yeah. This uh, I'm not gonna lie. This was one of the shorter uh, because I, I'm sure all these guys are pretty gassed from you know doing their matches beforehand. It was a nine minute match. Uh, third elimination was uh, Paul Roma by Hulk Hogan with a clothesline to a pinfall. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, fourth elimination was Rick Martel after being counted out when he uh, deserted his team. Ooh. Just, oh, you, I'd be uh, done with that shit, too. Yeah, I, w- I, I would have left. I wouldn't even showed up to the ring. At the final <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> our fifth uh, elimination was the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, by Hulk Hogan after a leg drop. Classic. <laughs> Vintage Hogan. <laughs> Which, you know what, to me, didn't make any sense considering how much they advertised it was going to be um, Million Dollar Man mm-hmm. and Warrior the next night for the title. Right. You know, it, why wasn't there more more of that or maybe the have Million Dollar Man walk out? Right. You know, yeah. have, have him walk out instead of getting pinned by Warrior. Yeah, that would have made more sense. But, uh, you know... Here we go with the final elimination, which was Hercules by the Ultimate Warrior with a Warrior Splash. So leaving your sole survivors, uh, Hulk Hogan and, I said and, even though it's supposed to be a single survivor series, uh, (laughs) the Ultimate Warrior. So you had your two top faces uh, winning the whole thing. Okay. Three three men entered? Two two men leave? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. did I not do the math? That's why I want my money back. I it just it made no goddamn sense. Right. But I will admit, I will agree with Mike. It was my favorite concept. I love that they actually did it. Um, I actually hate that they don't do it more. Yeah, yeah. Survivor Series. They only have one. It's funny they have the name of the pay per view, but they don't actually perform the Survivor Series style matches. Yes. They just won. The last few years, it's what it might be two always, now if it's combined. If, if if Survivor Series is combined, uh-huh. there might be more than one this time because of the brand split. Unless they decide to be like Raw versus SmackDown. Well, that would be interesting. It seems like that. It seems like mostly that's what they do. It, it it'll be what Raw Divas versus SmackDown Divas, right. and then Raw Superstars versus SmackDown Superstars, and there you go. Right, and you know what you could do is have you know leading up to the uh, Survivor Series have matches where for to make the team. Yeah, yes, I think that would be great, and you know have have the slot set up where you have one tag team for this team and two fa- and two single wrestlers. Unless you want you, some of them, they were five, so you could do that and then have the one the, or have one captain. Right, pick a captain and then have them the. the to three matches or something. Yeah, it it it, it would make it a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I know that for damn sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we also forgot we forgot about the big uh, the big egg. Remember, we, it was getting oh, hot in there. Did we really? We had the ink. We, yeah, we, we did because we, it was we, part of history. We we <laughs> did not even mention the big eggs through the whole conversation. <laughs> For people that don't know about this 1990 Survivor Series, there was an egg out there, ladies and gentlemen. Huge. And Gene was so animate about this huge egg. What do you think it's going to be? Some yeah. say a dinosaur. Some say a big-ass chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I thought was funny? Even back in those days, why weren't they running a 1-800-tip line to make a little money off that? Did you they? Know? 
No. I didn't see any type of promotion I, for that. I swear I thought they did. Or You they, are wrong, it sir. It might have been before the really? pay-per-view or something, but they I, didn't mention anything like I that. I thought leading up to the pay-per-view, I... I I don't know. I might have to consider they, they add on all the commercials and stuff right. on the old Raws and all that. I'd have to maybe check and see because I, I swear I thought it was like a like part of Mean Jeans, you know, tip line, you know. Right. Who's in there? Yeah, blah, blah, who's blah. in the egg? What's in the egg? It's Elvis. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We I had thought it was Ric Flair. The uh, heat from all these matches, you know, it was like an incubation chamber. And it made the egg hatch and another... Uh, Otherwise, uh, popped out of the egg, uh, Mr. Gobbledygooker himself. Are you, are you, is your name the Gobbledygooker? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, it was like, really? This is not staged? You didn't really know who was in the egg? Come on. Gene, okay, the only other person to look more dissatisfied about being there was probably Mean Gene. <laughs> Next right. to Greg the Hammer Valentine would probably be Mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> As the gobbledygookers jumping around like, you too. But no. Yeah, he danced no. around quite a bit in that ring. <laughs> he biffed it is what he did at the ropes. <laughs> but uh, He biffed we, it hard. Do you guys have any idea who was uh, Mr. Gooker? <laughs> Who was he? Oh God! You say it. I, I can't. <laughs> I find it I crazy. Can't. It's Hector Guerrero. God, <laughs> how you're a Guerrero? Got in a suit as a fucking turkey. <laughs> it's it's not a turkey. It's the gobbledygooker. Oh, it's a turkey. <laughs> it's a turkey body. They named gobbledygooker. Oh my God! I I sit there and I I just looked at it and I went. That's Eddie Guerrero's brother in there. Yeah. <laughs> it really makes me think nowadays, like, maybe our view of maybe how esteemed the Guerrero family was, at least in America, is a little skewed because of Eddie. <laughs> right. Just a little skewed because of Eddie in the WWE. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, uh, yeah, we had uh, Hector Guerrero in that outfit, and... Uh, after that appearance, he uh, kind of disappeared and uh, didn't return until the uh, WrestleMania 17 in the gimmick Battle Royal. <laughs> That's because everyone didn't shit Pete, on Pete, Pete Pete Rose dressed up as him before and then got tombstone by Kane. Yep. Yeah, there's been a few people that have dressed like him, haven't there? I thought. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why this would was... you want the stink of a gobbledygooker on you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was the WWE Thanksgiving Night Tradition, the 1990 Survivor Series. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, anytime you guys want to do this again, I'm always game. Uh, you know what? Overall, I'm not picking because I obviously the ones I pick, you two don't like. No, no, no. So, no. I didn't say I didn't like the whole thing. I enjoyed it for the most part, yes. but it was just kind of hokey because for, I'm older. For the pay-per-view <laughs> itself, the pay-per-view within itself, I loved the pay-per-view. It was very nostalgic. It took me back to that place. Certain matches mm -hmm. and certain guys did not hold up <laughs> my, to my image as a kid, right. especially Slaughter. In my mind, Slaughter moved like a gazelle, and he was bench pressing guys, and he was telling them, you know, you know, you maggot, get to attention, get it. <laughs> and he wasn't, and and just other things like that. It just kind of how selfish it seemed. Like Ultimate Warrior might have been in his match right. with his, you know, 
the only warrior tights, things like that. Looking at it with adult eyes, it changed my perspective slightly, but I still love the pay-per-view. I still love the show. Well, uh, what do you guys want to do now? Well, I definitely don't want to watch Slaughter's match again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Survivor Series. Now let's hit a little news here. Actually, one piece of news that kind of bubbled me up here. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but... uh, I have that? Mr. Randy Orton, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh, Randy Orton took to uh, Twitter to uh, talk about how wonderful it is to be a WWE wrestler and uh, how little the indie uh, scene is. And it was kind of surprising. You know, I was, uh, wasn't was too happy with the fact that, you know, guys like that, they just want to, you know, they go out every night and work their asses off. I don't know how many indie matches you've been to, but it, for me, it's kind of like a slap in the face when you insult those guys because they don't make much money doing what they love, but they still do it. And get their asses kicked. Right. Well, this is comments coming from a man that never had to work the indies. Right. Everything I would say is pretty much handed to him. <laughs> you know, he's second generation. He got to change, you know. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Third generation. Thir- first ever third generation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's third generation. Randall Keith Orton. Well, wait. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wasn't Rock the first third? Third generation? Yes. Because his grandpa is dead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I Either way, say. same difference. But, uh, all, <laughs> all right. Well, this, uh, this whole thing actually stemmed from uh, Bu- uh, Bubba Ray Dudley posted a picture of him doing uh, a match with uh, the Young Bucks, uh, or not actually the Young Bucks, I apologize. It was, uh, who was it, uh, in ROH, the Briscoes versus uh, Tamatonga and uh, Tamaroa and uh, Hangman Page. Bullet Club, basically. Yes. The three man yes. match. And the photo, he's got a you know coat on top. Says dive, okay, no big deal, just a cool <laughs> photo. Well, Randy thought it'd be cool to respond with, LOL, uh, LOL for the kids that are hip know what that means. Laugh out loud. There is a difference between a young, hungry diving talent versus a old, out of shape vet. Dot 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 falling. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, and then Randy Orton goes on to talk, uh, showing a nice little video. He puts a little gif in there, animated gif of a uh, gentleman trying to jump into a uh, pool and breaking the seat. Which, yeah, that's uh, it's funny because, you know, it's some random-ass dude trying to jump into a, a, a cheap-ass pool. A blow-up pool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too it wasn't taken too kindly by a lot of people because, you know, that's Bully Ray. He left the WWE with Devon and they said that he had, he was retiring. <laughs> Bully Ray has a lot more energy in his, in my opinion than Devon had when oh, it was getting to the end there. Oh god, his, his he got a second win on his career. Hell, second, third win. He's got a third win on his career. Right. And he's wrestling with the Briscoes, which is huge. Yes. In, in Ring of Honor, that's it's royalty, in my opinion. Well, and you know what, though? Out of all the guys that have been coming through ROH, I really think the Briscoes needed that rub mm-hmm. of somebody like Bully Ray coming through and, yeah. and working with him. Kind of gives them a fr- breath of fresh air. Yeah, and, and to remind you, like, holy shit, yeah, these guys are still here. <laughs> and they're right. still working top. Yeah. So you got Randy Orton stirring the pot of shit. 
And he, he realized that he made a mistake, so he thought he'd be cool and cute and issue an apology for, you know, saying that thing. Here was his apology. Sorry to all the indie marks, indie guys, old-timers who do dives took offense. Just having a good time over a few drinks in Denmark, closing out SmackDown Live Tour, while beating Raw and making over $5 million in the last 11 shows. Now, I know some of you... That, that doesn't equate to top standing room only crowd of 150 people paying $8 in the armory somewhere. But in the big boy world, we call that putting asses in seats. <laughs> so enjoy your flips, dives, and 20 super kicks per match to each their own. I will go dive back into my 13th title run and get ready to flip when my bank statement comes across this month. Headlock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One. That was awesome. <laughs> right. That's pretty fucking ballsy, man. Like, wait, 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 wait. This is awesome. <laughs> Especially considering Bully Ray is not one you want to fuck with on Twitter. Right. Because <laughs> he will chop you down. But You know what, though? If any backlash really came back to Orton, he can just remind people that he hears voices. So, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't buy that. <laughs> they counsel him. They understand. They talk to him. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, just he was stirring the pot. And if you look back at the whole, like, knockdown of what was going on, you had guys of the likes of Will Ospreay, the Young Bucks, Ricochet responding to him. And saying, you know, like, hey, you know, this is we don't we don't accept your apology until you buy one of our T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's Will Ospreay for you. But you know, I think it actually kind of bothered Ricochet though because he, you know, he was defending his spot, and you know, he's a great, com- I mean, one of the best competitors I would say in independent wrestling. Yes, and I'm surprised he hasn't gone to WWE yet. Yeah, I'm very, too. very, very, very happy he hasn't. Well, you think they're going to water him down? I think that they would water down a lot of these people that <laughs> more, should be. <laughs> more than Lucha Underground watered him down? Man. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Puma. <laughs> Prince Poo <Poo-poo>. Poo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're the size of Rey Mysterio, but you still probably knock my fat ass out. So, <laughs> my bad. But uh, yeah, we had uh, Mr. Randy Orton stirring the pot, and uh, what was it? Uh, I thought the best though was the reaction from uh, God. What was his name? Uh, his name was Caval when he was in WWE, Loki. otherwise known as Loki, the X-Division champion right now in uh, Impact Wrestling. and uh, Formerly known as TNA. He said, hey, basically, <laughs> you know, we could take the word from uh, Randy Orton, but who really listens to a guy that got hurt taking out his trash and uh, failed two drug tests? Ooh. But, uh, yeah, in the end of the day, who's really getting paid here? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, to each his own, like I said. You know, I mean, Randy Orton, he's a unique individual. He's not, you know, he's had a history of bad shit going on backstage, but I don't don't know how to defend that. Oh, my God. If I see Randy Orton wearing a Revival shirt, 
No flips. Just yeah. <laughs> he would be the perfect guy to wear one of those shirts. Was he going to go hang at, what's his name, uh, Gulak or whatever? The no-fly zone? Yeah, yeah. Gulak had a sign with the no-fly zone and Randy standing next to it. Uh, Thumbs up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Randall for you. <laughs> the man doesn't like to fly. <laughs> do, you drive any, do you drive everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a bus. <laughs> I bought a bus. <laughs> it's like him and Big Show, they probably race each other's bus to see who can get to the venue faster. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was that's the bit for me. Well, you yeah, have uh, one more thing. Like we said, uh, every show we're going to try to bring you folks the up news on action figures in the world of wrestling. Well, probably the world of me. <laughs> The world of B. The world of B. Toys R Us man, I like to call him. But, uh, it's a lot more than yeah. Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, here we go. Mike, uh, what do we got this week? All right. I have a twofer, but two indiv- in- individual packages. All right. First, we have the Elite Hall of Fame. Group. <laughs> the music. Okay. <laughs> it's the Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. Oh, it's wild. Yeah, it is a pretty sweet package. <laughs> the, the Ultimate Warrior, it's like it's a nice package. A purple. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a purple and white striped, kind of like goofy stripes on there, and then his logo of. It's green, yellow, and orange. Mm-hmm. But then he has the purple wristbands with his logo on there. With it looks like a green, yellow tassel. Oh, okay. And then, but this is a special edition, or yeah. is this a? Yeah, it's the hall. It's the Hall of Fame one. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's check that out. And then it one. has the blue and purple uh, tassels on the boots, and then you got the classic Papa Shango. With the black singlet, which you would call it, I guess. And then uh, the logos and everything are red. The white face paint. He has the top hat and the little stick with the ropes that he used to carry around. It's pretty awesome. I yeah, think so. You. Yeah, and, this is pretty sweet. I like this. Uh, definitely, it looks like definitely a ton of articulation. You could uh, pose him in any type of form or any way you want. Hey, they, Justin, check this out. Okay, you pulled They did really good. You're nuts hmm? right i wouldn't take that out of the box <laughs> is that like a cat of nine tails yeah look at the back look at the fucking pi- the pictures are sweet too on the back that's pretty cool like the classic <laughs> classic look don't man. mention the back because i think i'm gonna do that when the next show <laughs> okay right on <laughs> but it is uh, it, like you said the articulation is just amazing especially in the hands it, mm-hmm. it, it seems like the wrist is poseable it a lot of detail in the face. Well, yeah. You can move the hand. I mean, look at young Kerry Von Eric over. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ultimate Warrior here. here. Right. <laughs> and then you have before he was. Uh, uh, damn it! Why can't I think of the name now? What? Uh, Papa Shango. He was Godfather. That's a young Godfather, right? Yes. <laughs> and before the nation. Yes. 
Oh, what was he? Uh, he was the ultimate weapon or Kamala, something. Kamala? Like uh, was Kamala? it Kamala? Ka- no. Oh, not Kamala. No. <laughs> it's not Kamala. <laughs> like, did you know who Kamala and Papa Shango are the same guy? Yeah, Who'd same do? guy. <laughs> he just moved the makeup from his titties to his but, face. Uh, no, what was his name? Kama? Kama. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Kama. Not yes. Kama like in a sentence format. But Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> are you really sure? It was kind of an afterthought. But uh, all right, what do we got? We got another one? All right, this one. This is the most recent one that I got. In my opinion, I'm totally surprised that they made this. Why is that? It's because I figured everybody would have forgotten about him. You can't but, forget about this guy. Yeah, but this specific, in the, the original, well, we have the elite, WCW Brian Pillman. Flying Brian. Also, exactly. <laughs> flying, flying the Brian. He has it's awesome mullet, awesome mullet and all. <laughs> You're really into that mullet, aren't you? It, it's it's the highlight. <laughs> Party in the back, business in the front. But that he has a silver vest on with stars on the, each side of the front. Would you say that's his classic attire? Yeah, well, we're we're getting to it. And I'm th- just asking a question. And then, sorry, <laughs> you have. The classic Brian WCW Brian Pillman the uh, Cincinnati Bengals trunks on <laughs> the, the black knee pads the boots but then he also also here you go you get the white flying Brian cut off with tassel sleeves it's a classic shirt man <laughs> I love it scream in the eighties it let's just say it's pretty it's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wish I could find one of those shirts. I'd rock one now. We need to get one made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's Let me pretty check cool. That bad boy out here. Wow. Yeah, you weren't lying, man. This is uh, definitely. Uh, I would say right around the same, you know, elite level. I love these. I love this edition. The elite. They do a really good job with these guys. Well, they yeah they actually. They're worth what you you pay for because they actually get the faces right. Right. And when you get the single regular single Thank ones, you, you get you get one that's supposed to be like Hogan, but then it's the face still looks like it when you're looking at Randy Orton. Right. Yeah, they didn't have very good face scans back in the day, but I'd say they're pretty well on now. Oh my God, this is the perfect mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want one? It, I wish did I could you see the one. back? Oh my. <laughs> God. The picture of him in the back. Oh my God! Before the drugs, before yeah. all the anarchy. That is one. That is one Hollywood blonde right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My favorite tag team in ever in, from WCW. That's a good one to like. Yeah, I thought that was a great crew. Broke them up at the wrong time. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I would. I would agree with you on that. One. But uh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I think we've uh, we've hit all the marks today. Thank you, uh, Mike, to bringing in uh, some show and tell for us. Uh, you didn't mean hit all the marks. Uh, Randy Orton hit all the marks. Did oh you? yeah, he hit him with a baseball bat, <laughs> including this one. If I see you, Randy, I swear to God, I swear to God, Randy, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> You're calling out Randy. Orton? I'm calling out Randy Orton, dude. I'm six foot four, bro. I don't give a shit. Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob's that little kid that looks at the big person. 
pumps his fist like, you want a knuckle sandwich? Dude, I'm taller than him. What are you talking about? I ain't the No, it's just the way, the way you said it. <laughs> just, I don't care. My delivery is perfect. Listen, he hears voices in his head. Well, hear this voice. <laughs> we coming for you. You don't. <laughs> we coming for you, Orton. Yep, that's right. That's a challenge. But, uh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. I'm going to hit that play button. And uh, say thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, I had a uh, Hattie, uh, or I'm sorry, Mr. Chris, uh, look up uh, the information on our show here and uh, telling us we got a few listeners. So thank you very much, people. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please, please, please tell your friends. <laughs> yes, please, please. Go to CRISPRmedia.net for all the shows that we offer on the network, uh, like uh, Projection Booth. Uh, unregimented the weedsman podcast all right we're in good company guys i feel i feel good about this but uh yes definitely tell your friends about the show like subscribe we're working on some stuff i'm i'm gonna try and get a little merch for us because you know wrestling fans love merch so why deny once a week you should listen to the song pile driver (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty, but uh yeah once again i'm rob and uh justin and mike and we're all saying have a good one and catch you the next time goodbye later If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.